Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Schneider. And I'm Angie Fermi. Today we have Colonel Reed to talk with us about the Transatlantic Expeditionary District. Sir, welcome today. Hey, Angie and Aaron. Uh, thanks for having me. So I, I think our listeners are probably like me and don't know a lot about this district. But before we get into what you do, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are within the Corps of Engineers? Hey, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm Colonel Ken Reed. I'm the current commander of the Transatlantic Expeditionary District, headquarters here in Kuwait on Camp Arishan. We are actually the newest district in the Corps of Engineers. Uh, we were just founded uh, May 15th of last year. And, and how we came about was the consolidation of the Transatlantic Expeditionary District that was responsible for the work in Afghanistan and Task Force Essions, which was responsible for work in Iraq and Syria. I came here last June after commanding the Fort Worth District for three years. And prior to that, I've had a number of operational assignments throughout the Army, both within the Army and a part of the Joint Force. I'd like to say that, you know, the military, I've been a member of the military all of my adult life and have really enjoyed it and, and look forward to our discussion today, uh, telling you a little bit more so that you and your audience get the opportunity there's learn more about the Transatlantic Expeditionary District. Thank you for that introduction. Can you tell us about your district, you know, location and generally how you help the Corps execute programs and projects? Yeah, thank you. We are, as I stated, uh, we're a new district, uh, less than a year old, and we are primarily what's known as a contingency district. Here within the CENTCOM area of operations, we're responsible for the USACE mission in Iraq, Syria, Kuwait, and also for the closeout operations within the country of Afghanistan. Uh, our portfolio is roughly a little bit over a half billion dollars as our portfolio, and our makeup of personnel, both military and civilian, is roughly about 110 people that is made up from volunteers from across, really across the federal force. Uh, we got a lot of folks that come from districts, stateside districts that volunteers to deploy here uh, to help us deliver uh, for USACE. And, and one of the things I, I like to look at it is, we are the one door to the core within the CENTCOM AOR as being the only four deployed uh, USACE district headquarters within the Middle East. That's really interesting. It's kind of interesting to me that, hey, there's this new district out there, and I guess I didn't really know it existed. So what specifically do you work on with that that half billion dollar mission? Is this more of a, a military support type district? Is it civil works? Or what kind of things are, are you working on? Yeah, so the majority of our work falls up into the military missions portfolio. So the type work that we're doing, if you look at Iraq and Syria, uh, we support the named operation for Operation Inherent Resolve in Iraq and Syria. Uh, so we do the construction efforts for all of the work on the military installations within Iraq, as well as the installations at some of the austere locations 
in Syria. Also with that named operation for OIR, which is the acronym for Operation Inherent Resolve, what we also do is in the environmental perspective. So we have environmental professionals that travel throughout Iraq and Syria that also looks at the stewardship that we, as you say, is known for all over the world for in the environmental perspective. When it comes to Kuwait, we also do the same type of military construction. However, in Kuwait, it's more of a steady state uh, for partners such as U.S. Army Central it's based out of Shaw Air Force Base. We take care of all of the work for Arsenal as it pertains in Kuwait. And then once you look at the various installations in Kuwait, as with Camp Arifjan here and also with Camp Beering, we do the military construction on those various installations. That really helps set the stage as Kuwait being one of the reception and integration and onward movement nodes for US CENTCOM within the Middle East. And as I stated a little earlier in the opening, for Afghanistan, as we all know, when uh, the fall of Afghanistan last August, there was still a number of activities and work that was ongoing that USACE had construction contracts ongoing. Our role now is to orderly close those contracts out, ensuring that we're being good stewards of the U.S. taxpayers' dollars while we are making sure that we do right by those contractors who have partnered with us for a number of years. Speaking of partners, you know, relationships are key to any program and project success. And so I'm sure that your partners uh, that you work with are unique um, given uh, the area of responsibility that you're in. So can you talk about how you build relationships and manage those relationships as you execute? You know, that's that's one of the great things, you know, with that question, as you know, you know, from headquarters, you say with General Spellman as the commander and the chief of engineers, you know, we just released our partnership strategy. That's one of the things for us here within our AOR that we're, we're aligning with not only with here in the AOR, but also within the transatlantic division. Uh, you know, our partners are vast. You know, we have partners that are military. Uh, as it pertains to the in the OIR for the named operations, as it pertains to here in Kuwait for the Operation Spartan Shield as a named operation, as well as we we have established partnerships with governments. So in Iraq, we have partnerships with the Iraqi government, and here within Kuwait, we have partnerships with the Kuwaiti government uh, as we're going in. And it's one of the things that as I look at it, you know, from a USACE perspective is, you know, as part of that being the one door to the core, we also demonstrate the value that we as USACE as a collective brings to the nation to enable freedom. You know, it seems like the, the partnering would be a challenge for you, too. But also, it seems to me like doing construction outside of the United States um, could also be a challenge with some of the maybe logistics or materials or different workforce or design standards. Could you talk a little bit about some of the challenges you face day to day to implement your, your mission and programs? You know, some of the challenges that we face are no different than the challenges that we are facing, you know, really all across the world today. Uh, within the supply chain. We all have challenges that's associated with the delivery of materials uh, for construction. 
But one of the things that make summer iron challenges unique is just to the distance in which some materials have to travel. When you look at it through through that lens, and as well as look at some of the material and the standards that we require, as you say, that some of the material that we use must meet in order to be used in, in various types of construction that we have. Could you tell us a little bit about what is the most rewarding aspect of working with your district, and then and maybe you know give us a little sales pitch as to why folks that are, are currently working for the core you know, over in, in the States and why they, they should consider going over to Kuwait and, and helping you out with this mission? Hey, that's a great question. One of the greatest rewards for coming here and being a part of our family within the Expeditionary District is, you know, unlike in a lot of stateside districts where we have projects that are, you know, three, four, five years uh, from start to finish, the majority of the projects here you get the opportunity to see a project start and you get the opportunity to see it complete. And, and there's no better you know, greater feeling than seeing something come up out of the desert uh, and having a, a finished project on the back end and being able to do a ribbon cutting. As well as coming here for, you know, no matter what your specialty is, if you're an engineer, if you're a contracting personnel, or even if you're an admin, just to know that what you do each and every day adds value and enables our ability to protect the, really to protect the U.S. and to protect the world. And, and I will tell you is we are probably the best training ground for anyone with across USACE to come in to hone your skills at being able to deliver at the speed of relevance than anywhere else uh, across the court. I will offer this district for anyone to come forward. You'll get rewarding work, but more importantly, we like to have a little fun being here in the Middle East as well. That sounds uh, like a pretty good uh, sales pitch. It kind of makes me uh, interested in what opportunities you have. So how would our listeners find out about the specific opportunities um, that you have and job openings potentially? Yes. Yeah, so for our job openings, all of our jobs openings are out there on USA Jobs as well as we publish the openings that we have on the transatlantic division webpage. Uh, so folks could go to that webpage as well to look at what opportunities are out here. And if you know people here, just reach out direct because I am always in search of talent ring here to help us do the work that we do. And one of the pieces that I missed earlier uh, that, you know, I'll be remiss without saying, although we have people that's forward deployed, we also have a portion of our workforce that supports the district exclusively from America. Uh, so what we call it is PDP America. So there is a small percentage of our workforce that works for the expeditionary district but lives stateside and support our mission from there that are TAE employees. 
No, that that's great to hear about those opportunities. Um, so I'm, I'm sure our listeners will look look for those, and, and hopefully you can you can get some good talent from that. I know it's always been exciting for me to think about you know potential overseas assignments, and really like you said to be able to see a, a construction project really start and finish in that time that you're there. You know sometimes things can take a little, little bit longer here in the states. Um, I also want to point out I think you are the guest that we've had that is I don't want to say traveled the furthest, but you know, the one that we're interviewing from furthest away. So. You, you definitely get an award for that. So appreciate you joining us here from Kuwait. Before we wrap up, I was wondering, is there anything that you else that you would like to, to add um, that you want our listeners to know? Yeah, you know, one of the things is, you know, when you talk about challenges, I, I always like to look at those challenges, but really turn that into an opportunity. And, and really that opportunity goes back to recruiting quality people that come here to help us continue this great mission that we are doing. Anyone that's interested in coming and being a part of our family, I welcome them, you know, on the rotations. We bring people in for nine, 12 month tours. And I will tell you, a number of people come here that's on a nine month tour, get here, enjoy the work and extend. And, and I cannot do that without the support from all of the other stateside districts out there that provides the majority of our, our workforce. Uh, so really, I would like to give kudos and shouts out to all the my fellow district commanders out there for enabling their employees to come here to help us deliver this mission, because I know they all are still busy, but it, that just goes to show you the spirit of the folks across the core that gets out there and, and solve our challenges, as well as, you know, anyone that wants to come on. Hey, like our Facebook page, we are always, you know, doing things and and that's the first opportunity for someone just to see if they want to be a part of the TAE family. Check out our Facebook page and see the type things that that we're doing. But at the end of the day, it, it comes back to taking care of people, ensuring that we are delivering at the speed of relevance that's going to allow us to demonstrate the value that you say is brings back to the nation. Thanks for that. I, I think I do have one more question. Thinking of taking care of people, I know a lot of our, uh, you know, employees have families, you know, maybe young kids. Do you see a lot of employees going in there over there with their families or this more, um, you know, I, I noticed you said the duration of nine to 12 months. Is this something where the individuals typically would go by themselves? I'm glad you brought that question up. With our district, the employees come here unaccompanied. So it's a deployment uh, where the, the employee comes along uh, for that either nine month tour or 12 month tour. And that too is is one that continuously that humbles me because as a career military person, you know, my entire adult life, I raised my right hand and support and defend the Constitution. But all of our GS employees, they don't have to come here. They don't have to make that sacrifice to be gone from their families and to miss some of those you know, key moments and those key milestones within their family's life, but they choose to. And to me, when our employees choose to do that, to come here to support this mission, that says a lot about them as an individual. And that also says a lot about our organization that we have people that are willing to make make that sacrifice so that we continue we can continue to protect the freedoms that we all so so welcome welcomely deserve 
and, and share uh, uh, across the world. You know, folks coming here, choosing to, you know, leave their loved ones to come here and, and really do great things. You know, I am always humbled by it. And, and it's just, you know, as a lifelong uniform wearer, that means a whole lot to me, you know, with the, the employees that we have here. And, and if you notice, I use the term family. And I don't use that term likely because when you're a forward deployed, it's the folks that's right here around you that's going to help you get through the good times and always also help you get through the bad times. And that's the family that does that. And we like to do that, do things just to look out for each other. You know, the GS civilians that we have over here uh, working to help us deliver this mission, I put them up against anyone, you know, across the federal workforce. Thank you, Colonel Reed, for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.